Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. There's so much going on right now. Todd Haley's pelvis shattered. Mike Mitchell looking ahead. And now Le'Veon Bell. He says he's going to consider sitting out or retiring if he gets franchise tagged again. Tim Benz, official vampire of the Crowley Show, joins me right now. And, dude, the franchise tag for next year, Tim, is $14.5 million freaking dollars. The Steelers offered him 40 last year. And the guy feels like it's a good time right now to bring this all up? Come on. I'd pay him $14.5 million to not rap, if that's an option. (laughs) I mean, is is that where we're going with this? I keep hearing that he's willing to retire because he's willing to go out and make millions in the rap industry. If he makes as much in the rap industry as he could with the Steelers at their best number, I'll eat my hat. I'll eat his hat. In fact, I would, I would, I'll pee in the hat and you can eat it. I mean, it's never going to freaking happen. I mean, give me a break with this. It's not rap. It's crap. He's not good. Let's be real here. And he's not going to retire either, man. Like, that is such bull crap. It's just not going to happen. And he might sit out, but the retiring thing, who's he think he's strong arming here? It's Kevin Colbert. It's Art Rooney the second. It's Omar Khan. Good luck, bro. Yeah, what did he think was going to happen by saying this when he said it? That when Jeremy Fowler posted the story at 4.28 p.m., a quaking and quivering Kevin Colbert was going to come scurrying down from the second floor with a blank check, a pen, and a contract for him to sign and name his number? I mean, what's the point of doing this now? You know, Jeremy Fowler, the reporter for ESPN.com, has every right to ask that question, and I would think that Bell would have every instinct and inclination to say, it's the playoffs, I'll worry about my contract this offseason. Like, what did he think was going to happen by doing this now as opposed to three weeks from now, four weeks from now? The only thing he's doing right now is further alienating a management team and a fan base that is trying so hard to overlook every misstep that he's had. He is already in the doghouse, man. Now, winning a championship cures a lot of things, but if the Steelers don't win a Super Bowl this year, a lot of people are going to look at Le'Veon Bell, and his reputation here is going to have been tarnished. There's no doubt in my mind about that, given the timing of all this. That's what I have the biggest issue with. I don't have a problem that he wants more money. I don't have a problem that he'd sit out. In fact, I understand the business ramifications therein, but... Doing it now makes zero sense to me. That being said, I don't think it's going to affect the Steelers because they haven't let this garbage affect them all season long, but that doesn't mean we can't excoriate him for doing it when he did. Right, you know, exactly. Just because they've managed to surf through these choppy waters, it doesn't mean that they have to start the motorboat again to make them more choppy. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's kind of like someone said to these guys, you only get seasick when the waters are still. So Le'Veon Bell is standing up and saying, oh, okay, well, I'll get it going again then. What, it's been too quiet? 
you know, like Wolfley and I have been joking about this all week as it relates to the Jaguars. Like, it looks like it's too easy for them to flip the script and win this game 30 to 9. It's like the old movie thing. It's quiet. <laughs> it's too quiet. And Bell is saying, all right, well, no coach has broken his pelvis falling out of Tequila Cowboy in a week. My turn. You know, I've been, been bitch since the last Jacksonville game. Here I go again. I guess I'm up. I've never seen anything like this where there is such a calm. And, man, I've been sitting here all week, and I've been coming up with topics, and I've been trying to create content. And I laughed because the content's created itself all year long. And it's Thursday, and then tomorrow's the day you really want to do the hard previewing stuff. Today's whenever I was going to attack Mike Mitchell, and uh, I was going to talk about the GQ piece on Ryan Shazier, and we've done a little bit of that. But then Le'Veon Bell comes in, saves the day, and I can push some of that content to tomorrow. Have you ever covered a team, Tim, that's made it easier on you than this one? No. I mean, to your point, even Martavis, like, well, let me see if I can get the quote here, just because you brought it up. It's, still, it's like the lead to my column tomorrow. Here, I'll get the quote from Martavis. To the, this is Martavis freaking Bryant I'm talking about here. Of all people, Martavis Bryant, quote, we're in the playoffs. I'm definitely happy. Our one goal is to win and be Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Let's go on a three-game winning streak. It's exciting. I'm going to go out and have fun. Martavis Frigging Bryant said that. If even he can do that now, Lev can't. Like the thing about the frustrating thing about Bell is he's so likable. It's like he's so easy to like, and then he makes it so hard to continue that. Like he's an easygoing guy. He's nice to talk to. He seems like a stand-up person. And then when it comes to some things, like the selfishness shown by just deciding to smoke pot whenever he wanted to to get himself suspended, and the way he's handled his contract stuff. It's baffling to me. Like, Marti- like that quote from Martavis, that's out of character. Like, Bell, <laughs> the way he normally acts, you'd figure that's the kind of quote he would give this week going into a playoff game. I'm with you, Adam. I mean, like, the Mitchell thing, you know, that was sort of manna from heaven and typical Steelers fashion. They've got a great quote that you can use during a game week that had nothing to do with the game, but it was said three weeks ago. Now we don't even have to worry about that because we got Bell. Well, I wanted to get to that, and Tim Benz joins me here, of course, from uh, Trib Live and the Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio. You can hear me and Tim from 1 o'clock until 3 on Saturday. We'll be at the oh, Steelers. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean, to, uh, didn't mean to make you upset while we're in the middle of a segment here. Don't worry. Hey, real quick, before you get to the Mitchell thing, can I tell you I had an anxiety dream about that? Perfect, because I have, I have anxiety all the time. What's your anxiety about? No, my anxiety dream, and I don't know why, probably because I read the email from Brian right before I went to bed as to what the schedule was, so it was like freshly implanted in there. Sorry. So I went to bed, and I was on my mind, I guess, and I had this horrible dream that you were acting like a diva because you got your own radio show now, and you were screwing around during commercial breaks, and you were pushing yourself away from the table, and you weren't coming back from breaks in time, and you actually (laughs) picked up the broadcast unit and moved it to a different part of stage AE. And I came back, and suddenly the broadcast unit wasn't there, and I had to run across and start doing the show by myself. It was very strange. Tim, are you afraid that there's now a uh, another tiny, good-looking man in the Pittsburgh media market, and you're afraid that I'm going to take the... I'm going to literally... No, maybe not literally, but I'm going to take the Zephyr away from you. Is that what it is? Uh, well, actually, the most intriguing part about the dream was you were wearing a belly shirt and had a navel ring and a six-pack. So... <laughs> Uh, and you were freshly waxed. 
Well, I'll make sure that I'm clean and waxed for you on Saturday. Uh, oh, don't ever three. say that to me again out loud, ever. <laughs> Brazilian. Uh, we'll be on Steelers Nation Radio, so that probably won't be happening. We'll also be right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Tim, this Mitchell stuff pissed me off because I wrote a little blog about it because I actually don't mind him saying that we can beat these guys anywhere. I like the confidence when Mike Tomlin dropped it. I like the confidence when Mitchell dropped it. But then you find out that it happened three weeks ago, and that doesn't affect my take at all, though. And I'm getting smacked by Twitter jackasses all over the place because they're saying, Crowley, this was three weeks ago. I don't care when it was. I like the fact that he's got confidence, and now I already see it happening, like you mentioned, with this Le'Veon story, why is it always the media's fault? It's it's my fault that SI didn't publish it until two days ago. It's my fault. It's Jeremy Fowler's fault that uh, that he asked the question. Give me a break. These guys need to be smarter, and they need to take inventory of what the bleep's coming out of their mouth. Uh, okay, well, a couple things. Now. First of all, the one thing I agree with Mitchell the most about is playing the Patriots in Hell, Haiti, or Foxborough. If you've ever been up and down Route 1, you know all three are exactly the same except the temperature. <laughs> Secondly, all right, now you got me a little confused. So your take is what about what Mitchell said? That it's okay that he said it and people who are mad are mad at the media because they printed it or what? I'm a little confused. Okay. I, I should have clarified that better because it's something we talked about earlier. I wrote a blog saying that I like Mike Mitchell having confidence. I don't think it's overlooking Jacksonville. I think it's just him being effusive with confidence. So that's where I come down on this. Now, Mitchell responded on Twitter to my blog and said, why does everyone keep pulling this out? It happened three weeks ago. And then I got all the horde of jock sniffing. Sniffers on Twitter yes. who want to suck up to the athlete because maybe they'll like their tweet and then they can die a happy person, right? Exactly. And what they said about me is, this doesn't, ha- this doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, you're just reaching for a story here. For me, given my take on it, it doesn't matter when he said it because, to me, it's just about the confidence factor. Now, if it's about him overlooking Jacksonville, then yeah, I would imagine that whenever he said it does matter. But I can't stand when the media gets blamed for for when what athletes say like Mike Mitchell's yeah. well, okay now I now I got you now well, I got well, you. but so. Mi- but Mitchell's all pissed off because everyone's running with this quote. Because he said it three weeks ago, but SI published it two days ago. It's on SI. It's not on all the other people who are writing off of what SI wrote. Right. Yeah, he's got to understand that. I mean, <laughs> I, I know that some guys in the locker room are upset about how the timing of that story happened. But that's not the fault of the writer who was doing a feature piece. I mean, unless there was some sort of requirement that, Everything you heard has to be printed by XYZ date, so it doesn't look like they're looking past right. Jacksonville for New England. Um, then it's not on him for writing it when he did. I mean, if, if they give him the latitude to come on in and get all this extra access that other people normally don't get, and he can go with it and run with it when he wants, then he's going to run with it when he wants. No, Mitchell's got to understand that if he's saying something on the record, it's on the record the next day or it's exactly. on the record three weeks from now. Yeah, he's got to understand that. And to your other point about you know, people being offended that it's being brought up and the media is looking for a story. Well, that's what people on Twitter do. They, they try to find ways to be offended, and the easiest target to say you are offended by is the media because it's a specific and nebulous. 
You just you just said two words. I have no idea what they mean, Tim. No, that's just not, not specific and amorphous. Is that better than nebulous, or is that kind of the same thing? Nebulous, amorphous, they both sound like astronomy terms. Um, nebulous. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. An astronomy term, yeah. But you could have, you know, you know what I love about you, Tim. You could have kept explaining that with with better and better words. That's the difference between you and me. Well, that's the difference between the Newhouse School of Public Communications in West Virginia in this broadcast <laughs> industry. Exactly. Or, or, or as, as Wolfley calls it, who actually attended Syracuse, the Maxwell House School of Public Communications, like the coffee. Yes, the cheap Remember, ass. He went, he went there. He went there, and that's what he calls it. The cheap ass coffee school of broadcasting in <laughs> Syracuse, New York. Uh, Tim, I, I could easily see this being tried to be explained away. The Le'Veon Bell comments by the same kind of thing well fowler why is he making this a big story why is he asking the questions and shut the hell up people will do whatever they can to die on the sword of the pittsburgh steelers it's not his fault it's Le'Veon's fault as you got to earlier for answering the question the way he did that's striking to me i can't wait to read the column tomorrow and see the martavis bryant quote uh, where he actually holds his tongue better than Le'Veon. well look at it this way um if you if you read how Jeremy actually wrote it, I think in part he wrote what he did. I don't know. I haven't talked to Jeremy since this, but I think in part he wrote what he did in the manner that he did in the wake of what happened with Mitchell and the fallout from that story. He wrote, Bell said before practice on Thursday. In other words, I didn't talk to him a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and I'm just dropping this out there as a hot take before the game against Jacksonville. He's making it abundantly clear that this guy is prioritizing getting a message out, pay me or else, three days before the divisional round playoff game. Three days. He's worried about I'm like, why? Like I said, well, what's going to be accomplished? All this does, like, no one should want to pay Le'Veon Bell more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he's making it harder and harder for them to do so because they're witnessing firsthand and dealing firsthand with stuff that other teams who probably should be less inclined to take somebody else's former player and pay him that much off of a potential Super Bowl-winning team, they're making it harder on the team that should do the most to try to pay him. They're making it harder to do so because the Steelers have to talk themselves into, do we really want to go through another negotiation with this guy this year, franchise him, and then do it again after next year? No, we don't want to do that. I understand that this is besides the point, but I would franchise him. I, I still would. I think he's that sure, damn good. I would, too. I mean, if you've got that ability... Make him make the decision, then. I mean, if you're going to sit out, sit out. What, the, what's he going to do? Okay. If he retires <laughs> and Ben retires, that's two athletes walking away from $32, $33 million. The odds of those two retiring with that much money on the table are $33 million to none. There's no way they both retire with that kind of money to play for. Tim, I look forward to seeing you for a very long time on Saturday. Yeah, please don't wear a belly shirt, because if, I, if this turned out to be some sort of weird premonition, and I know I have that kind of power, I'm going to feel real awkward. It's going to be like Julia Roberts in, what was it, Sleepwalkers? Is that the name of that movie? Where she felt like her dreams would like control things and things would come to life? I, just, I don't need that. So well, don't, don't let that happen, okay? I do think that you have some sort of powers, though, because I was planning, planning on wearing cut-off shorts. Like, you you were barking up the right tree. <laughs> the thought of you in cut-off shorts is by no means the right tree. Goodbye, Tim. Bye, Adam. Tim Benz. Check out his column tomorrow. 
on the trip. Coming up next. Mike DiRocco, talking Jags. Drama's good, but you want to know what's going to happen in the game, right? And then we'll get back to the drama and my hottest take of the day at 640. It's the Crowley Show. Just shut up. Truncated show today. Forgot. Done at 6.45. So we're not going to talk to Mike DiRocco from ESPN. I'm an idiot! See, this is what happens when you sit there before the seventh inning and go, look, we've had a great week of shows. It's going to go all week. You jinxed it, man. You jinxed it. I mean, this doesn't ruin the show. It no, it doesn't. Changes the flow of said show. Had a little, a few hiccups, though, because you jinxed it, man. Here's what I hate. Got this tweet in from Steven. I think James Conner would be a better back than Bell. Okay, just because Le'Veon Bell's a nincompoop dumbass for bringing this up when he brought it up does not mean he's a bad player. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy either. He's just being stupid. It does not mean that James Conner, like the Grinch's heart, jumped all those sizes of running back. Like, it does not mean that James Conner is now one of the best running backs in all of football. Le'Veon Bell's the best player, maybe, in football. One of the top five. I put A.B. in that conversation. James Conner beat cancer. Great. Let me rephrase that. Sounded sarcastic. And I'm a West Virginia guy, so I'm going to get I'm gonna get wrapped up into something I don't. James Conner beat cancer. That's great. That's great. Good for him. It is nice to see... Him beat cancer. But that doesn't mean he's a better running back than Le'Veon Bell. This should not be an excuse for Steelers fans to be the nincompoop dumbasses that Le'Veon Bell's been in this circumstance. Yeesh! Come on. Alan tweets about Le'Veon Bell. It's the same song he sang last year. Here's where I'll disagree with you, Alan. Last year in the offseason, he turned down a contract because he thought that he'd get the same money this year on top of what the Steelers were going to give him with the franchise tag. So business-wise, I actually agreed with Le'Veon. I still agree with Le'Veon now that he should make more money than any running back in football, and if he wants to be paid like the number one wide receiver and the number one running back, I don't mind that. I don't have any problem with him business-wise. What I do mind is the timing of this, and I suppose that has something to do with the business, too. He thinks he's strong-arming the Steelers. He thinks he's creating leverage. Bro, you don't got any. And we'll talk about that in the offseason because I think that's bogus. I think that the teams have far too many rights here. And I'm about individual rights, not about team rights. The team has a bleep ton of money. Give these players whose brains are being splattered within their heads a chance to make as much money as they possibly can. That's how I feel about this. So I will take Le'Veon's side at some point this summer. I promise you I will. But it doesn't mean it's a good time to do this, man. Jerry tweets, no one cares about his contract. I don't think the contract's the conversation now, dude. Not Jerry Dulac, just a regular Jerry. Jerry Dulac is with a G. This Jerry's with a J. Like for jerk or jackass. 
Really sad that I only thought of two words that start with J. Jabroni. Jabroni. That's one of my favorite words, too. Yeah. Surprised you missed that one. Jar Jar Binks wannabe. That shows you how little I've got right now. Eat Bleep Pit tweets. Given the NFL suspended a player for dog fighting, they probably don't want you to say they've got a dog in the fight. Yeah, you've had better tweets. Jay says, Le'Veon Bell's a crybaby bitch. Hope he retires, IMO. Joe, you still got that bull bleep thing going? Because Le'Veon saying he's going to retire is... The best is the pushing out of the dingleberry at the end. One more time for the people in the back, Joe. Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) He's not retiring. John tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. I told you earlier this year Bell was a goof for talking smack about this. He's just dumb. Having said this, he better get 150 yards from scrimmage Sunday. Yeah, he really better. <laughs> or Steelers fans are going to set him on fire. He needs to. If the Steelers lose, he's going to get blamed for all of this. If the Steelers lose, guess what? He's going to be the guy that cost them the one seed. I'm already, I'm already, here, let me do that. You know, let's do it. Let's do it the right way. <clears throat> Joe, while I, while I get my voice ready, can you give me one more, uh, one more bull bleep here? Yeah, that Le'Veon character. Yeah, that Le'Veon guy. Guess what he did? Yeah, he didn't show for training camp. And because he didn't show for training camp, the Steelers lost to the Bears. And because they lost to the Bears, they didn't get home field advantage. And then he runs his stupid trap days before divisional round. And they lose to the Jag-offs. That's what's going to happen. They're going to blame him for not getting home field because the Steelers struggled out of the box. Yo, it's because Le'Veon didn't show up to camp. Didn't you know Mr. Rooney died? And he's not going to show up to camp. They're going to blame him for the first month of the season, and they're going to lose, and they're going to blame him for the last game of the season, too. Yeah, he should put in Connor that whole time. Johnny tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do this one in the injury as well. I gotta think Shazier's situation is really impacting Le'Veon thought process. Wrong time to bring it up though. Johnny, thanks for listening. Thanks for patronizing the show. I'm just stewing on this one. You don't know how to rip Johnny, do you? Johnny, Johnny's Johnny's a long time, not first time. And I like Johnny. And he says a lot of smart things. Johnny! This is not one of those times. Let me let me let me get this one back again. I've got to think, and this is from Johnny, to think that Shazier's situation is really impacting Le'Veon Bell's thought process. 
he's not thinking about retirement because Ryan Shazier got hurt. He's thinking about how he can get his ass more money. That's it. It's simple, man. Like, don't think about this any more deeply than you need to. Just like Le'Veon says, I'm trying to get other running backs more money. Is BS. That's BS too. I'm coughing a lot today. I opened the show saying I wanted to smoke a carton of cigarettes and drink 12 beers because it's so warm outside. That's what we used to do in college. And I've coughed so much today, I haven't even had a smoke. Hell's going on there? If you're just joining us, started the show today with Mike Mitchell. I wrote a blog. I'm supposed to write blog. And in the blog, I praised Mike Mitchell. Because in an interview that came out two days ago with Monday morning quarterbacks Greg Bishop, he said, quote, we're going to play the Patriots again. We can play them in hell. We can play them in Haiti. We can play them in New England. We're going to win, end quote. Nice. And I said, I like that. I like the bravado. I like that you're not afraid of the Patriots. I like that you think you're going to get through Jacksonville. And I like that you ultimately think you're going to be an uh, NFL champion. I like that he's got balls. I like that he's got swagger. I like that he's not afraid to poke the bear. Mike Mitchell then responded on Twitter to me, to my blog. First blog I've written in months, by the way. Nice. Probably going to be the last blog I ever write. He says, the quote all you guys are talking about is pulled from an interview done a month ago about Ryan Shazier. Media shouldn't pull one sentence out of a two-day story a month later and make it a story. To me, the timing doesn't matter at all because I'm only praising him for the quote. And if he's talking about beating the Patriots a month ago, it doesn't change that he thinks they can beat the Patriots now. What I don't like is that he backs away from it. It's almost like he distances himself from the quote. And just because it was a two-day interview doesn't mean that it didn't come out of your mouth. And what he does there is he gives all media a bad name. If you want to bitch about someone, bitch about Monday morning quarterbacks Greg Bishop for publishing it this week and making it seem as though it weren't this week. That is intellectually dishonest. But don't be mad at the people who wrote stuff off of it. And certainly don't be mad at the guy who wrote something that was effusive in praise of you. And don't criticize the guy who doesn't care about when the quote actually happened in the first place. So that happened. Last week, Todd Haley broke himself. He broke his pelvis. I can only imagine how that happened. And then you got today Le'Veon Bell saying to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN that he'd consider sitting out or retiring if tagged again with the franchise tag. Just another week in Steelers country. You know what's great about this? I'll do this for the hottest take of the day. Ready, Joe? It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. The Steelers need this to succeed. That's my hot take of the day. 
The Steelers couldn't go a week without this nonsense. They needed it. It's a plant. Le'Veon said, we're way too quiet around here. Why are we talking about football? Maybe this team legitimately needs a reason to stop thinking about the game and just go out and play. Maybe this team thrives on it. Maybe the Steelers are just the Kardashians. And they need to be talked about in the periphery. And instead of talking about the football, we talk about all the nonsense instead. What if the Steelers are bored? It was the bye week. What's going on? We gotta get something. Todd's like, I'll throw myself down some stairs. Don't worry about me. I'll be okay. I'm gonna sta- I'm gonna staple my wiener. Todd's taking one for the team. He is. I'm gonna slam my pelvis in a door. And we'll say I got in a bar fight so we can thrive off of all of this madness. Then it's been it's been over a week since that happened. Probably feels like that long for Todd Haley. My god, that's gotta suck. I wonder if he's in like one of those crotch casts. Just over a week comes by, and then Le'Veon's like, oh my god, it's quiet around here. We don't have Debo complaining about not playing. Martavis even told Tim Benz that, ah, we're not going to worry about anything right now. We're going to try to play football. Dude. Ben Roethlisberger's media interviews get canceled because he's like, ah, we're not going to talk about anything. And Le'Veon's like, must, must, uh, someone please deliver the pot and fill it with liquid so I can stir it. Dude, I'm calling it right now. Next week, Juju's going to leave his bike outside unlocked. Just so we can talk about it. Uh, and Jack, the cleaner from the Steelers, is going to be the one who purchases it on Mount Oliver. <laughs> Thomas tweets, Can we trade Le'Veon to the Factory of Sadness for the number one in the 2018 draft and snag up Barkley? Oh my God, wouldn't that be orgasmic? Joe's been saying that forever. Joe's all about the Saquon hype train. Can I, can I jump in? Okay. We, yeah, you do that. And then Barkley is another killer bee. You call him Saquon the chef, like the Wu-Tang reference. And then the whole thing. I, oh, I know, they have to make this happen. Jonathan tweets, your Yinger impersonations on point as always. Jeff tweets, <laughs> it's something all the time, SMH. Why say this now? Really? Exclamation points. There will be plenty of time to worry about this after the season for crying out loud. You're not wrong. There's so many Yinders that are upset. But here's the thing, Jeff. Here's the thing, man. They need it. When I was in college, I couldn't take a test without smoking 15 cigarettes beforehand. That's just life for me. That's just who I am. I don't smoke anymore, but back in college, I was smoking all the time. Terrible habit. But I was addicted, and I needed it. And even though I didn't think that I needed it, I need a chicken parm sandwich, and then five minutes later, I'm smoking the cigarette. Well, poised coital action, you're smoking the cigarette. You wake up in the morning, you smoke a cigarette. You take a dump, you smoke a cigarette. You don't think of it as an addiction, but it's like, oh, man, just had a chicken parm sandwich. What goes really good with that? Oh, a cigarette. Oh, a cup of coffee in the morning? Oh, a cigarette. The Steelers don't know that they need this, but they do need it. The Steelers need this drama. And that, my friends, is the hottest take of the day. I got it. Hold on. That was the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Tomorrow on the show, we have Jeremy Fowler. We're also going to hear from Matt Williamson. 
Talking Jagoffs and Stillers. It's a Crowley show. I'm so amped up, I'm doing the East Street Shuffle. <laughs> 